Food Court, the movie podcast where Sean and John and me, Seth, and also Seth, watch shit, talk shit, and most importantly, eat shit. We are the law. The Hello, special guest Seth Pomeroy. How are Hello. you, friend? Oh, Welcome. man, oh, man. I'm just sitting back here. I got COVID-19, so I'm just quarantined. I'm glad okay. I can still podcast. Uh, my body's riddled with lesions, and I actually don't know what happens. But I don't <laughs> have them. I think it's lesions, yeah. Yeah, it's lesions, yeah. I- I'm all right. I'm pretty good. How are you, gentlemen? Great. John, most importantly, how are you, John? You're the one who has the toughest life right now. Uh, that is true. <laughs> I'm ready to try herd immunity. After having a child, I'm ready to try herd immunity. <laughs> That's the arc of this show. It's how John having a child turned him into I'm super sure, villain. I'm sure uh, they will make a special guest appearance. So I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna give it a gender yet, right, boys? <laughs> that's, yeah, I love I this. Think that's new fair. John. Yeah, new little... John is the superior. John. <laughs> I can't. Just, I, I need to go either compl- like even somehow further left or just sw- swing all the way around the uh, the spectrum just to complete right wing. Have sure. My, have my eagle clutching my MAGA hat tattooed. That's yeah. Nice. <laughs> That's at some I'm point, it, it goes that way, though. Like, at some oh, point, yeah. you get so left that you come back around, and you're like, I don't know, I'm a libertarian. What if poor people didn't have any money? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> what happened to me? That's not far from what this movie's about. I love that just the idea. You're just not even <laughs> yeah. brought up falling down. We're all right on falling down. <laughs> you either read too many left-wing books to the point where you accidentally slip over to the other end of the spectrum, or you get too much money to the point where your bank account yes. tilts you right on to... <laughs> it's <laughs> the money more than anything, I believe. Taxes? <laughs> I ain't paying no taxes. You know what? It's yep. irresponsible for me to donate to charity, damn it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I gotta yeah, think yeah. about I'm the so future. I'm goddamn rich and smart that I don't want to try <laughs> anyone else with my money because right? only i know what to do with the money uh, yeah and, and fittingly uh, the movie that seth chose for us to watch is the joel schumacher classic falling down r.i.p yeah a movie that can be that serves as a litmus test or maybe almost like a rorschach test an inkblot test <laughs> For how yeah. you feel about uh, certain social issues, and I mean yeah. it can be uh, interpreted many, many different ways, for better or for worse. Uh, yes, Seth, we like to let our uh, put you on the stand, as it were. Uh, let's sure. let's hear a summary judgment. Summarize this film for someone who hasn't seen it. Hopefully, uh, Twitchers, podcast listeners, you have seen it. But if you haven't, Seth's going to give it to you right now. DMX. Oh, uh, before you do, Seth, I would like for you to do uh, summarize falling yeah. down in the character of DMX. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, yo. It was up late last night, you know what I mean? I flipping channels, dog, flipping channels. You know what I mean? I still got cable, dog. <laughs> Next thing I know, is this real white motherfucker wearing a tie, carrying a gym bag full of guns? And I'm like, yo, what's he doing? Where he going? <laughs> yo, he shot that dude. Whoa, that's not cool. Whoa, that is cool. I was confused. <laughs> <laughs> we all were. Uh, so yo, it's, it's mostly um, uh, this white dude killed uh, a lot of people because I'm losing the voice now. See? <laughs> How about a Fresca? You gotta do some lane, do some warm ups, or it's like, yo, yo, I don't understand. You know what I'm saying? They wouldn't let me in. They wouldn't let me in, dog. I was like, yo, let me in. They wouldn't let me in. <laughs> okay, so, so I, I'm gonna drop the voice, right? That's Fuck fine. you, John. Fuck the challenge. Uh, so, so, what's the movie about? Actually, is very thin in my impression. I mean, my my idea of it. 
I have I had never seen the movie before. So mm-hmm. I'll say from an outsider point of view, uh, mostly it's Michael Douglas running around the city in the heat in L.A., mad as hell for mm-hmm. an unspecified reason that we find out later. Yeah. Shooting a lot of people and and, and being somewhat shooting what <laughs> shooting mostly people of color and of course yeah, Nazi, of color. Nazi that was the next thing he of course kills a Nazi to kind of even the scales but uh, yeah he tries to yeah there's like a there's like a racist agenda but not really clear about what that is so it's a uh, uh, I don't know what. I don't know what to say other than that. It's Michael Douglas walking around with a gym bag full of guns. Yeah. Yeah. It's a guy. It, it starts just like office space, but instead, yeah, of, instead of becoming a like a uh, like a white a white male fantasy of laziness, it becomes a white right wing male fantasy of violence. Yes. <laughs> okay. Interesting. Yes. Also, uh, I may be the only one who noticed this, but like the opening scene is just eight and a half. It's yes, like it's the beginning of an eight and a half. I just said it. Yeah. I thought the exact same thing. Yeah. Um, it's crazy. I mean, yeah, good. Walker, like, when I watched this as a youth, uh, I didn't notice, like, the attention to detail with the color and the setting and, the you know, like, mm-hmm. the mise-en-scene, like, the really, he really makes it just like this yellow smog palette that's really, you know, quite evocative, and uh, now it makes me, like, think of, like, Maybe I should watch his terrible Batman movies now that I'm not like right. a, a, a proto incel teenager filled with rage, wanting Batman <laughs> to be the Dark Knight and stuff. Totally. Maybe they were kind of neat because that, like, visually, and I think this is an Andres Bart. Bar, how how do you say Bart Andres Bart mm. uh, uh, is the DP, but I think Joel Schumacher's got an eye and knows how to make things look. Um, you know, it's it's very '90s. It's got like that everybody hurts REM video look to it almost. <laughs> yes, uh, mm-hmm. but, but it, you do feel the uh, yeah. the 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 heat, and you feel the bubbling tension, pretty much just through the the way he paints the picture on the screen. Uh, the mm-hmm. script itself, to me, uh, is an indictment of all the uh, the the right wing white white guy stuff uh, that yeah. kind of subverts all of that. But you know, when they give Michael Douglas, these snappy one-liners, and when it's played yes. by Michael fucking Douglas, it's yeah. uh, they make it kind of hard not to associate with the character who's doing all these things yeah. that are terrible, but they're within the prism of like, man, he's right. I do want breakfast at 11.01 when they tell me that <laughs> yeah. Mickey D's right. is no longer serving breakfast. But uh-huh. I like movies where they make you feel guilt uh, for sympathizing with uh, a villain. Uh, the best villains sure. to me are sympathetic, and it's just not often that you get to have the protagonist be the villain, which I feel mm-hmm. is what happens here. But I'll let you, you guys get into it a little more. I don't want to totally dominate it because the whole Robert Duvall character and, I know. and how the cops weird. are used in this movie becomes that's weird. The, that's the new problematic of this movie is how. Oh, yeah, because the, the mental health aspect. <laughs> yes. Well, I would say this. It's, I never really thought that much about Joel Schumacher as a filmmaker, not in a bad way. Like, I, I was aware of The Client and Time to Kill and Solomon Cable like crazy. I saw those Batman movies, obviously, like everyone did. Lost her. Sure. Like, I, I'm aware of his stuff, but I hadn't ever really thought of him as, like, what does he do as a director, you know, or his stamp or anything. And so I, I watching this movie, I was like, oh, like everything he shoots, regardless of genre, kind of looks like a graphic novel. Right. Maybe it's just the wide scope 
uh, frame and how he fills it up, where it just looks like you're flipping the pages of a graphic novel. And even the characterization lines up with that in a way that in a movie, if it was shot differently, I'd be like, this is bullshit. But because it's kind of presented like a visual graphic novel, you're like, oh, okay, I buy the silliness of that interaction or or whatever. Like, And then I was like, oh, so that's why they hired him to do Batman. Oh, I understand. But but those movies don't work because I think he was adding a humor element or something. Well, you know, his movies yeah. are very kinetic, and mm-hmm. yes, like they they really move quite well. Uh, but I feel like Schumacher, he, he's kind of only going to be as good as his script because I don't think right he knows how to he knows how to tell a story, but he doesn't. Know, but he's going to tell it in perhaps the simplest yet flashiest way possible. Yeah. Yes. Like there are a lot of times when the camera doesn't need to be moving, but is. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like there's just like a crane shot while people are walking down a street to their house. It's just like flipping over yeah. backwards and like, whoa, wow, this is this is very exciting. Just people walking down a street. I mean, in a lot of ways, there's uh-huh. like an Australopithecine version of Michael Bay or David Fincher at work here. Where it's you know, like, yeah. I thought that Michael yeah. Bay. I felt Michael <laughs> Bay. I felt Bad Boys in there like a motherfucker. Yeah, absolutely. The color oh, yeah. Stuff. You're like very open to Bad Boys vibe. Like it's too bad White that bad they boys. gave Joel Schumacher the Batman franchise instead of like, he should have taken over instead of John Landis making Beverly Hills Cop 3. Joel Schumacher should have made Beverly Hills Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, visually for sure. Because this movie does work for me. Uh, It's Mm -hmm. mostly because of the way it confuses the audience. Not not in like a, it's not like a memento, usual suspects, oh, flip the script thing. It makes, Mm -hmm. it could lead a a dump, some dumbass right wing dad (laughs) could watch this movie and feel that Michael Douglas was the hero throughout. Right, totally. Which I think is, yeah, which I guess you couldn't do with Taxi Driver, right? Or you couldn't do with Bad Lieutenant. Like these are similar movies, but you could like you can't. You're you're not confused about that. It's pretty clear. It's like when you um, read The Watchmen as a as a thirteen year old and you think Rorschach's the hero. Uh huh. Right. Yeah. Totally. That's the most. Yeah. Of course. And that's basically you just explain the entire alt right movement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, the problem with yeah, the alt right yeah. movement is that they don't at the end go, "Am I the bad guy?" Which to yeah, me, right, right. To me, like I feel like this movie got skewered for being right wing by mm-hmm. people who really wanted to show how liberal they were or how left wing mm-hmm. they were. Because really, sure. they spell it out for you that at the end of mm-hmm. this rampage triggered by traffic. Uh, immigration, uh, yeah. banks, uh, right? And Korean fast people, food restaurants, <laughs> yeah. Korean people, payphone usage is it also yes. annoying for they, some yeah. reason? <laughs> he, he stamps bad guy on his own forehead. You know, <laughs> yes, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm the bad guy. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's well, me, like, the bad guy. <laughs> that was one of those things where I see, and this is the thing about this is how I feel about it because I I never saw the movie right, so like. The imagery is iconic of the guy in the white shirt with the fucking flat top holding the bag, you know, with a gun. Yeah. Everybody's seen that poster, I feel like. Yeah. I feel like it was maybe advertising comic books when I was a kid because I feel like I saw that image a lot. The iconography uh, is very strong. Yeah, yeah guy with glasses. Yeah. Very angular man. Yeah, and it looks like an adult movie. Like, that's probably what I thought was like, I shouldn't be seeing this movie. This looks fucking scary or violent or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Not an adult movie like a porno film. I saw yeah. those. I see those whenever I want. 
it's 2020, baby. You just click Hell around. Yeah. Uh, but, um, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, but like, so the images are very iconic and stuff, but then you kind of go removing nostalgia and all these things. I kind of look at it and I'm like, I don't, the characterization is pretty fucking thin because they're holding the, the, his actual characterization for the last moment. Right. To be like, Oh, he actually was fired from his job. Right. So it's like, we spent all this time with this guy and we never really get into any minute psychotic behavior. It's just strictly like he uses the payphone. She doesn't answer and he's mad about it. And the guy's like, Hey, using that payphone. He's like, no, it's out of order. <laughs> it's just like, okay. <laughs> like I get he's pissed, but you know, what I mean? like I felt like they didn't go as deep as I wanted them to with the layers of the character or his performance. Really? He kind of stays in the same place. Mm-hmm. That being said, I'm like, yeah, but I guess a studio wouldn't make a movie like this, right? Unless it was presented a little bit broader than like Taxi Driver or some shit or, you know, or some gritty movie like Bad Lieutenant or something. You also got to remember the power of Michael Douglas, the producer, when watching. Oh, movies, oh yeah. Because Michael Douglas was one of the biggest producers in Hollywood as far yeah. as like important pictures like One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. And he had just made, you know, some really big movies like he, this is like coming right after wall street and probably basic instinct. And so yeah. Michael Douglas is like extremely bankable and pr- this movie probably doesn't even get made if Michael Douglas didn't want to make it. That's true. Yeah, uh, sure. And I'm really He's- glad that he did want to make it. Cause to me, I like Michael Douglas just fine, but yeah. to me, this is the only character outside of his particular range that he's, that I remember him for. Like handsome yeah. guy. Yeah. yeah, it's usually just like, yeah, that is Kirk Douglas's fucking son. Yeah. yeah. I've never been that impressed with him ever. I thought he was good, really good in this, but I did yeah. feel like it could be more nuanced or have more to it. But he looks great as the guy. He looks yeah. perfect. That it's almost forgivable that there is a complete lack of pathos behind the eyes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally. And, but again, that graphic novel style or whatever, as soon as I started realizing that and I tried to watch it like a graphic novel, I was like, okay, I buy this cartoony ass character. Right. You know what I mean? Like, but in a, Speaking of cartoony ass, yeah. Uh, yeah. looking at Scott Adams' politics these days, Dilbert on a Rampage really doesn't seem oh. that far-fetched. Oh, yes. <laughs> I didn't even exactly. You know what I did think? And Sean, this is not an insult, but what I Uh-oh. did, just to be clear before I insult you. dare. When I was watching, I was like, Sean Parrott would oh, be yeah. great in this role. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right now. Too real. Too real. I, I I sh- like, should I text John to Photoshop something? I was like, I don't know. Really I'm done saying that. as someone who's worked with Sean as an actor and appreciates Sean as an actor, I was like, Sean would be great in this role. Not because I think you're a murderer. Because you fit the stature and you got I, a haircut that's similar. I should have worn a white shirt for yeah. this show. Why didn't I think of it? I'm yeah, so stupid. You're so you're stupid. You should you're be in the white shirt and tie. I do have a thin tie. <laughs> May I say, uh, oh, yeah. a, from the chat room, uh, a great comment from our friend Josh Lewis. Hey. Uh, a, actually, a very telling comment. I remember people thinking this was a hero's journey when I was a kid. Yes. <laughs> It's like a redneck odyssey or something. (laughs) And I think that's that's why critics thought it was a little bit of a dangerous movie. But honestly, Mm, I think that's a small price to pay to make a sensible person watch this film, identify with what Michael Douglas is doing, and then feel extreme guilt for identification. I think that's a small price to pay for something like that. Um, Yeah. I couldn't tell if they were doing that on purpose, though. Do you really think he was doing that on purpose as a filmmaker? Like, Yes. 
I, I think okay. it's, I think it's baked into the script. I think maybe Schumacher okay. perhaps glorified it a little too much. But okay, there's, cool. But there's so many minutes. I think maybe Schumacher let it sink in that Michael Douglas was the right-headed badass too often. Like the moments where he where he kind of looks down at like the black kid after the black kid likes the yeah. violence that knew oh, how to use a yeah. rocket launcher from being on TV. It's like, yeah, you can look down and be disgusted by the black kid, but you're still the one shooting the rocket launcher, you know? Sure. Yeah, so, right, right. But I don't think, you know, I think it was just going for some like inner conflict and some, you know, I really think they're trying to confuse the audience, but um, yeah. before we get to our, uh, our euros and our low mains, uh, I do want to talk about, there are a couple of things in this movie. Like we love to talk about things being problematic now. But there are a couple of scenes in this movie that are super problematic. Oh, yeah. But yes. Not... Let's talk about the craziest one. Barbara Hershey being uh, interrogated by the cop and admitting that Michael Douglas never hit her, but that she felt like he was going to hit her. And oh, that yeah. being portrayed as... What a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. That part being, that is the one part where it's like, God damn, I feel sick for, uh, uh-huh. you know, like, I, oh, yeah. Because you know, it's like, like fucked. Yeah, but they were purposely making all those cops be, that's what I'm saying, that cartoony, you were kind of like, that's maybe too, it's too cartoony. So it lands moments like that. You're like, that's fucked up to watch because. You know, if someone's doing that in real life. That's despicable. You know, right? And and all the cops, with the exception of like the scummy Bill Paxton from Predator Two cop, um, uh-huh. uh huh, are really kind of all white knights. And then all you know, and the gang, like every Mexican dude in this, except for a couple of cops, are you know gangbangers. You know, yeah, so yeah. Those those two elements to me are the only times where it's like, this movie, goddamn. Uh-huh. But other than that, I felt like the the writing is solid and it's like it's like an indictment of someone who has not let the times change he has not changed with the times at all and uh-huh. and showing that those old values yeah. those old values are ultimately will fail you uh not only uh it'll fail you professionally uh, it'll fail you socially it'll fail you uh, there could be a remake of falling down that uh takes on a far different uh Far different uh, roles and far different situations, and it and it, this type of movie works. Uh, this yeah. you know this out and it's and it's not like a, a movie that Kirk Douglas's uh, that, that that Michael Douglas's dad made called I think Only Lonely Are the Brave, where the guy's kind of the last cowboy, but he's still the good guy, and the cowboy oh, yeah. the cowboy beliefs really that it, it's like those beliefs should have been no those are noble and those should have been upheld. In this mm-hmm. one, they're like. Nah, man, that's fucking racist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're you were you were probably gonna beat your wife. You were a bad dad. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know that, that they they, they yeah. save it at the end. But we'll go ahead and get to uh, our euros, our mystery meat, our favorite parts of the movie. Uh, we're gonna start with Sean usually because he's he'll probably have uh, sixteen or seventeen of them. I got a lot of them, <laughs> but the main the main first main one. Uh, there's, there's a really good, for the comedy fans out there, there's a really good rule of threes in this. Right at the beginning, there's bumper stickers, and the bumper stickers he sees are as follows. One, financial freedom. Two, he died for our sins. And three, how am I driving? Dial 1-800-EAT-SHIT. <laughs> it's just awesome. It landed. So, I mean, it landed. And I oh. <laughs> I... I had to pause it and rewind just to well, watch it again because I loved it so much. It was, yeah, it was great. Eat, eat shit, Fellini. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Go like a wrecking call. Leonard, eat shit, Fellini. I'm a balloon. Oh, there's a lady pulling me down, and I'm going to fall in the ocean. Duh. Um, okay. At one point, I have no idea why they're in a parking lot. He's trying to make one of his many phone calls, and there's an enormous Sir Mix a Lot ass behind him. I don't know yeah. if you guys noticed this, that but there's great. just. I have no fucking idea why, but it's there and it's big. It's great. Um, okay, this is the last one. There's others, but this is the last main one. Um, uh, right near the end, uh, old. Apparently, according to IMDb, his name is Defense. I, I that can't be true, but that is his character's name, I, I guess. Know. Yeah. Uh, he. <laughs> it's very strange. He's a defense uh, he, contractor. He has defense written on his. Like his vanity it's plate. credited in the film that way yeah. as well when he goes right to credits. Yeah, it's man great. with no name. Writers get pretty uh, writerly about how they credit people sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, they, share, they say his name is fucking Bill William multiple times. Yeah, in the movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I know. Uh, but he's he's with he's with his scared wife and his daughter who doesn't know what's happening. Yeah. and he says, "Want to see sick? Take a walk around this town." And Duvall. Who uh, has shown up? Yeah, we have You ain't kidding. Is the robbery detective on the case? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, the B story that's going. He's on. getting too old for this shit. Uh, uh, yeah, essentially that's it. Nailed it. And he uh, he says, "You ain't kidding." And for some reason, he's got an entire uh, thing of popcorn, and he's eating the popcorn. It's fucking insane. I don't know why he's eating it. I don't know where he got it. But he's just eating the popcorn. <laughs> it's just so weird, but I love it. Those are meme, those are my Sean. best ones. It's the beginning of that meme. Oh yeah, <laughs> the Michael Jackson one. Seth, what were what were your euros of the picture? What were your favorite things about? Fun? I think the opening shot is incredible. That yes. like all one shot there for quite a quite a minute there. And it starts in his like fucking mouth, and it yeah. goes like uh, it almost looks like he's like a three D model for the first like minute of it. It's like going around his ear and shit, like. That was very very impressive way to open the movie, and and like you said, creates the all everything you need to know about the character clearly that he's breaking yeah. down. Um, oh yeah, and you then, can see him like looking at the uh, vaguely Hispanic little girl in the car yeah. in front of him, and you're already like, uh oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> oh no. But you know, it was funny because that sort of like crazy like editing and, and just showing all these different images and the different things that could trigger you. I just kind of wish they did that throughout the movie. So I was kind of like, oh, I thought it was going to be more of that shit, but it kind of only happens in that yeah. sequence. If Tony Scott but, um, had made this movie, he would have been looking at shit like that for the rest of yeah. the film. Uh, yeah, right. I don't know if that would have been better or worse, but it definitely uh-huh. would have. There, that would have been yeah, the style it, for throughout. Oh yeah. <laughs> just well, get here. Crazy. This looks like the last Boy Scout. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's Tony Scott, but I thought it looked like the last movie yeah. <laughs> numerous times. I mean, um, t- I th- but Tony I was going to say, and then and, the and Schumacher with- seem linked. They seem, you know, they're 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 parallel careers really? almost. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I can't even think how many of his movies I've seen, but they, they look. True Romance looks very similar to Joel Schumacher. This right. movie, at least. Um, but oh, I was yeah. The end of the movie as well. The last shot I thought was pretty fucking clever because they started the film that way too. It leaving his mouth that they just follow a cop inside and you're like, is this cop going to be revealed to be somebody? And that's some weird twist they're going to credit. So I was like, it's so where are we following this cop inside? And then it goes inside and then it deviates Corsese style and goes to the TV on its own volition. And you see the the end of the family video or whatever. And it, and it like fizzles out. That clearly makes the statement that you're talking about where it's like these values are yeah. not going to serve you well. 
Um, so I thought like those bookends were beautiful, right. you know? Yeah. If that you notice the uh, uncut gems ripped that off, but they just used Adam oh, Sandler's yeah. butthole. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny? Because I kept thinking this was kind of like uncut gems. And I was like, I don't think I give a shit about that movie at all. I mean, I saw Uh-oh. it. I don't think I give a shit. I don't think I don't, I don't like those guys as directors. I think Uncut Jim sidebar. <laughs> Let's do it. Uh-oh. I think they're full of shit, kind of. But I think, they, <laughs> I think they're great. I just think they make they make like uh, gritty, intense genre pictures, and I don't think yeah. that there's a lot to dig into there. I think it's just. Yeah. I, I I feel like because no one makes any good goddamn movies anymore, they're kind of being overcredited. But I have no problems yeah. with their films and love sure. how like white knuckled they make me feel. So, yeah. It's just like uh, there's certain moments where they like, got like a dog barking in the background and he's like yelling and the girl's like crying. And it's like the <laughs> phone's going off and you're like, this is all staged, motherfuckers. Don't act like <laughs> <laughs> a documentary. Come the fuck on. Write a scene, asshole. I love that Seth thinks the two Jewish kids from New York are making up all their bullshit Brooklyn stuff. And he thinks Joel Schumacher's noisy, cantankerous, actor-filled L.A. is exactly as depicted. <laughs> yeah, that's what I want. Put your cheat on it, baby. Let's get a dolly in here. Let's make something happen. Well, my hero of the picture is pretty infinitesimally small compared to you guys. Uh, I'm just happy to see, and I'm going to screw this up because it's not Michael Park. Because that's the dude who's in the Tarantino movie, Tarantino movies. It's not Ken Park because that's a racist ass thing to say. I just think his first name is Ken because he's Asian. It's something Park. Uh, he oh, plays, Steve Park. Who is it? Steve Park. Steve Park. Steve Park shows up. Uh, yeah, an actor I've always loved. An actor who gives one of the greatest five minutes performances in history in Fargo. As oh, the incredible! Guy who's oh, it's lying my guy. Super yeah. nice lady. You're such a oh, super nice so lady. Good. One of the so greatest. Good. One of the greatest bit actors so of all good. time. These are the only two movies I've ever seen him. Seen him in. So I was so he's excited in, um, to see Steve Park. Fucking what's Whoa. the what's the really Jewish one that the Coen Brothers made? He's in a serious man. Yeah, he plays the he plays like the the dad. Yeah, I th- I th- he doesn't have much to do in that one though. I believe. Yeah, he just is very serious in it. Yeah, well, like you do. The t- yeah, <laughs> everybody's <laughs> the titular is, serious wait, men. Is he the serious man? Oh wait, no, he's the serious man. Uh, <laughs> it's a who done it. But I was just so I was so excited to see the movie. But since we haven't talked about it very much, like this movie also shows you like the power of Duval. <laughs> Yes. Oh, yeah. The power of the Because that shouldn't seem, work. The, but didn't it seem like he was doing a Robert De Niro impression? Am I the only one who noticed that? <laughs> yes. I think so. <laughs> I will show you. I wish I could show you scenes right now on this show because there's moments where it's like, hey, De Niro, he's doing weird De Niro shit. Are you sure uh, De Niro's I, not doing a Robert Duvall impersonation? Uh, maybe. Oh. I, I, you know what? I love fucking Robert Duvall in Network, and I love him in The Godfather. Beyond that, I don't actually really know much of his other shit, I guess. So I don't know if he normally acts that way, but that's some De Niro shit. Yeah, I he's norm- that was pretty much Robert Duvall doing Robert Duvall. <laughs> like, you, you, you just brought up two movies where Robert Duvall's kind of like, they're like, okay, man, quit doing that weird redneck shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and this was like this was like Robert Duvall do whatever you do. I can't believe we didn't get uh, uh, the Robert Duvall laugh, which is one of the most like doesn't fit the dude laughs. Are you, are you familiar with the Robert Duvall laugh, Seth? No, I didn't notice. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, that sounds like it. That's good. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty much exactly that, and it's like whenever he does it, you're always like, okay, this is a movie. This is a movie. <laughs> this is a movie. 
<laughs> this is so, no, no one laughs like that. <laughs> but what was up with this fucking wife? I mean, that was some of the uh, way, that was really bad writing. Well, that's I what think. I want to talk about. Because, How do we feel um, about that? That st- that stuff with the wife, <laughs> if it wasn't Tuesday Weld and Robert Duvall, would have derailed and ruined this movie. <laughs> But luckily, absolutely. The I think this movie is so well cast at every level. Like we talked about, they have Steve Park. Every little every little role. I mean, uh, Frederick Forrest plays the Nazi. Frederick Forrest rules. Uh, mm-hmm. That bum in the park who harasses him for so long. That was like an Oscar worthy bum performance. <laughs> <laughs> the one who yeah. opens the suitcase. The amazing moment where he opened the suitcase and realized oh, yeah. that dude ain't going to work. Just a sandwich <laughs> yeah, right. and an apple. Shit. There's no documents yeah, yeah. in there. That's an empty yeah, suitcase. Yeah. Uh, uh, this movie's sure. so well cast, and the actors carry a lot of stuff that... Because this movie was written by an actor. It's very actorly. There's a lot of oh. bits of business everywhere. Um, but the actors make it work. They, 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 they give them the right stuff to chew on. And for me, like... This movie's like just a solid, like, forgot... Kind of a forgotten classic of the 90s. Mm-hmm. Like, it totally works for me. Uh, I think the people that were offended by it weren't paying enough attention. Sure. Were yeah, I'll agree with that. Were people offended by it at the time? Yes. As well as now? Because like, I, I read a little bit and I saw like a lot of revisionist reviews of people really coming at it or whatever. But Well, I think people lo- people probably would love to write brutal criti- cr- critical hit pieces now. Mm-hmm. But I, I believe, yeah, I believe it was kind of, I think it was 50-50. I think the movie was successful. Yeah. I know it did well at Con. I know it did well with certain reviewers. But I know that I know that people ripped it apart as well. But yeah, a lot yeah. of times, you know, that gives people a chance to, you know, show. Bad reviewing tells you more about the reviewer than the film. Sure, sure. A lot sure. of times people are like, check it out. These are my politics. And they are legitimately awesome. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. And Absolutely. I get it. I mean. Yeah. I, I think I brought up, you know, I'm the one who brought up how some of these scenes felt wrong, so I'm guilty of it too. So, I mean, sure. it's just hard not Neat. to make uh, reviewing shit about yourself when you're a white guy with a podcast. Uh, <laughs> that's right. Or make anything. It's <laughs> to the grocery store, COVID 19. It's all about you, baby. Right. Uh, <laughs> um, but well, yeah, I don't know. Like, I felt like that stuff was all handled within context. You know what I mean? Like, but I didn't know. Like, I felt confused about where they wanted me to align my way of thinking about him, which I guess is you're saying is intentional. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, maybe so. I, I can see that. But a lot of times it felt kind of like they weren't entirely sure. They didn't want to push him too far over here. didn't want to push him too far over here. So they kind of kept him in the middle sometimes. Mm-hmm. And those were weird to me where I was kind of like, this Nazi guy, like that whole scene to me was, that's, that's the thing I like the least. The Nazi like, guy scene is very confusing because it's almost like, they're like, oh no, we're gonna show you that he's that Michael Douglas's character is not the bad guy. He only, I know. you know, it, it's weird. It, it, but I, I feel like, I feel like that's purposeful. I feel like they do want to yeah. show you that, like, look, this guy you thought the who was the hero, he's an abusive white male <laughs> whose morals no longer yeah. fit in today's society. And sure. This is nineteen ninety. What's the fuck? You know, so yeah. really, you know, watching it now, it really feels, you know, prehistoric to have these yeah. feelings. But, you know, there's that little tinge of you that when he goes in there and uh, accidentally, I guess, shoots up at McDonald's, uh, you're <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. oh, yeah, absolutely. It doesn't look like it does on those goddamn commercials. <laughs> I know. You're right. You're right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's such a weird thing to try, that they keep doing it that way. And I think, I mean, it's clever because it keeps you engaged, but it's, 
it's odd that they keep being like, right, you know, finally somebody's saying it. <laughs> You're like, okay. <laughs> I don't get it where people are pissed. They're like, man, people only like this movie because they're right-wing assholes. And maybe that's right. But I enjoyed Ooh. it later in life, sitting there playing, you know, pocket pool with myself. Like, oh, man, <laughs> kind of pinballing back and forth like, oh, Jesus. Oh, I feel bad. I feel good. I feel bad. I feel good. Sure. You know, because you do feel sad. Uh, yeah, yeah. Michael Douglas's character dies, despite being revealed yeah. as the villain. You feel sad the way they painted mm-hmm. it, and you can tell that Robert Duvall feels sad as he's killing him. You know, yes. it's just one yeah. of those. Uh, and I think you know, for me, a lot of people can't watch movies anymore where they don't identify with the character, or they think the character is a piece of shit. Right, or they're not commenting on a subject matter or condemning. That's yeah. part of the thing. We were like, I don't want to watch this shit as far as I can tell. It's like, well, yeah, but that's why it's a story, and then we can all talk about it. Like, Not, not all stories uh, are good uh, Like, are, are yeah. good for the world. <laughs> yeah. Some yeah. stories now, need to illustrate all- how shitty the world is or how fucking mm. funny and shitty the world is. And I yeah. think this movie does that a few times. It, it, it is a leg- legitimately funny movie at times. Uh, but we can't talk yeah. only about the good shit. Let's talk about the bad. Yeah. Shit. Let's talk about the limp, slimy, yeah. low main of the picture. The low man of the totem pole. Seth, we'll let you go first this time. I think it's the stuff with the wife. Because it's just like, what the... F- they never define what Robert the Duvall's Duvall's wife. Are you talking about Robert Duvall's wife? Yeah, Robert yes. Duvall's wife. Okay. Yeah, Barbara Hershey basically just collected a chick. I mean, she basically was in one real scene. Otherwise, they, filmed that mother, they filmed that guy in about four hours. What's that? <laughs> they filmed that in about four hours. No shit. That's what I'm saying. Like, she just showed up with it. Yep. That's put my name on the poster. That's fine. Here's your, uh, here's your, here's your wings, money, ma'am. Or was that yeah. Your I mean, she really didn't do very much at all. Uh, but um, no, uh, Duvall's wife, who has some sort of mental illness, but like they change the 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 like parameters of that every five seconds. Where yeah. It's like, he sings my fairy lady to her, and she calms down, and you're like, so she has some sort of infant, like. Oh, then you finally lost their kid. And then, like, why is she reacting like she's a child? Yeah, it's a PTSD thing. Yeah, I guess. But then he goes like, "I'll fucking be home when I fucking said it." And I'm standing up like, "No, is." And she's like, "I'm cured." Yeah. That's yeah. What is the arc? I don't. What the fuck is the arc that he should have just stood up and said, "Shut up, bitch." At some point, it's it would really- all work. It really shows you how dated things can how dated things can be. Like I think of things when yeah. I think of being nineties, yeah. I think of fashion and shit like that. I don't usually think of ideals and then it's like, oh man, maybe we were pretty fucked up back then. Yeah, and that's what they thought middle illness was like, I don't know, she likes fucking my fair lady or something. You know? And then also to myself, man, I I'm so fucked yeah. up. I'm still fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We don't fucking know. Look at her. She's For all me, weird. She's in a weird house. <laughs> For me, I Look, if you want Ry Cooter to score your goddamn film, get Ry Cooter to score your film. <laughs> Don't ask James Newton Howard to play the slide guitar <laughs> and do, try to get this classically, you know, orchestra, orchestra com- conductor bozo to suddenly be like, <laughs> it's like, goddamn it, just get Ry Cooter. <laughs> That was my critters at home being like, what the fuck? Call my agent. What the fuck? This is he what must I have do. been busy making some Billy Bob Thornton shit. And because uh, <laughs> I was just like, what, what? just get Ry Cooter. This is ridiculous. That's so funny. That's Sean, hilarious. what was at the bottom of the totem pole for you? Um, I think it's the Army Navy guy. Frederick Forrest! I, oh, 
I not, agree. I not agree. his performance necessarily, just the entire idea of the scene. Oh. I think that that scene complicates the rest of the movie because, like, for most of it, you're like, well, this guy's kind of the worst. Uh, I've, but he's sort of likable. And then, and then, uh, there's, he's the worst, but he's not the worst anymore. And like, why does he, why does he care that this guy's a Nazi? I, doesn't he, he seems like in every other situation, like he'd be like, yeah, I don't like gay people either. But for some reason, he's just like, no, oh, well, listen, you can, you can shoot a Mexican guy, but do not hurt a nice gay couple who are strong. I guess they're wearing, you know, like crop tops for some reason. (laughs) Yeah. Those were some buff, ready to fight. Those were they're some hot. Yeah. I'd stared down the barrel of a gun, gay dudes. Yeah, um, we're I gonna fucking to fight show, you. Like, the shades of gray or whatever. I don't know. It didn't didn't really work for me. Although it was cool because I don't think we'd really seen most audience members hadn't seen Frederick Forrest since he was you know on the U boat in Apocalypse Now. So it was kind of fun to see like oh it's shit, like, I... oh look you know these Vietnam vets come home and you know they're just mad at the. The, the the world is not you know it's another commentary yeah. on like being stuck in time being stuck with a certain you know not being able to keep up with the times although they yeah. make him so ridiculously you know he ends up being a goddamn nazi i mean why yes. couldn't he have just been a shitty army navy surplus store owner yeah uh, who you know why did he have to be have like a? I, I half I halfway thought he was going to bring out the gimp, you know. I know. <laughs> like, yeah. Why did they have to go? But that, I feel like that's kind of like Schumacher. Schumacher just pushes things far. He sure. pushes things really far in, in certain directions. Yeah. Um, that yeah, shit I, was so cartoony. I was just like, I'm not even offended because it's so cartoony. I'm like, this is not a real person at all. When she's like, look at this bomb I found. It's cool, right? It's like, <laughs> like, give me more with that. Explain to me why the fuck this matters, like Sean was saying. Yeah, there are a few times when I mean you already mentioned the graphic novel thing where it felt like it felt like a Punisher movie, but not quite Punisher enough. Like yeah, right. if he had had a big skull on his shirt, I would have been like, Oh, this movie's fucking wild. <laughs> He's just <laughs> shooting people for no reason. Yeah. Punisher's like, Punisher. Yeah. But like he's just like dressed. Maybe that's part of what. Maybe that makes it more interesting because it's like the Punisher is also inherently fucked up. Right. Him just like shooting people randomly just because his wife got killed is bad too. It's funny. So maybe this is better because he's like, okay, I'm dressed like a generic white person, and I'm doing all the worst things. And yes. how do you feel about that, you generic white person watching this film? Uh-huh. Probably <laughs> not. Probably not that good. <laughs> Hopefully, Joel Schumacher makes this movie, and then they're like, "That dude should make the fucking Batman movies." That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I was trying to connect, and I was like, "I guess because the way he shoots," but I was like, "Weird, weird choice." It's like it's like uh, if you ask somebody what the best Joel Schumacher vigilante justice movie is, you got to say Falling Down. You can't say Batman Forever. It's Falling Down. No, we're gonna debut a new segment, and I'm hoping uh, Sean will. We'll do this segment in the style of Kevin Spacey and in the in the garden and Midnight Garden of Good and Evil. Is that the name of it? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so uh, this is our this is our uh, Southern lawyer, uh, Mr. Charleston Chews Esquire. Uh, uh, tell him about this segment. It's just for our it's 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 explicitly for our Twitch streamers, but hopefully the podcast folks can play along as well. If if you're watching the the stream right now, we we need the jury. To, to deliberate on this, uh, if if you uh, were fallen down, if you were a Michael Dougie, 
as it were. Uh, and oh, you were falling you've down. Gone full, you've gone full uh, James Bond in uh, in uh, <laughs> Knives Out now. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, um, what you can do is tell us what store would you shoot up if if you were falling oh. down, Seth, John. What store would you shoot up if you were falling down? And also send us little texties in in the chat room too. So yeah, and if you and if you're listening, uh, and and actually, you know what? Don't send us any of these on Twitter because without context, we'll probably get our Twitter accounts. As yes, but yes. Uh, so I could shoot up any any store. Oh, it wouldn't be McDonald's. No, it would not be McDonald's. That's the thing. Like I've, I guess I've worked in the service industry so long that that part was like. Oh no! He's just These not poor very understanding. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, he's just not at all understanding. And I mean, there is he's, there he's is the, the tiny part Karen. of me. He's the OG Karen. Exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah, and there, I, I have had that same feeling, but like I am at like both sides of it because I've had both parts of it. Like, there's definitely every time I've ever been to the Taco Bell near my house, they have fucked up my order. But I just have to be like. Uh, you know they're they're getting paid shit. Whatever, it's in the shape of a burrito. At the end of the day, you're the piece of shit at Taco Bell. <laughs> oh yeah, I don't want to be. Uh, I ordered a. Excuse me, I ordered a. I don't want to do that. This will uh, sound we have, bad. Oh, go ahead. Lay it on I us. Think if I could, I would it'd be a hospital. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I just yeah, because like half of them are just putting you out of their misery. That's yeah, nice. I just think it's the worst <laughs> place, and like the like, it's just the worst. Like, mm-hmm. there's nothing as bad and as frustrating and as helpless as the feeling. Even if you're not the one in the hospital, just being somehow, and perhaps this is uh, postpartum, mm. boys. But there's nothing mm. worse than being in the hospital and dealing with like you, you you're 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 looking at a nurse de- in her eyes, and you're like, this bitch has seen so many people die. She no longer cares. <laughs> yeah. it means nothing to her. And then after a while, you're like, "This doctor is a supervillain. <laughs> He's reveling in the misery of others." Uh, and, uh, the and, and hey, hey, let's get performative one more time. The healthcare system is fucked. Burn it down. Start it over. It is fucked. <laughs> I have already two comments. All the right. comments Ooh. are flying in. Uh, They're Chesh- all murderers. Every fan of the show. We're gonna get everybody canceled. Make sure to say their oh, screen yeah. name loud and proud. Yeah. Um, uh, the the pre cancellation Chad Ryden says Hobby Lobby, which is pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Chad gets it. He knows how to do it. That's a pro. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, Josh, our our friend Josh Lewis says I'd shoot up any place with lots of jugs of liquid, just mainly for the explosions. That's good, oh. especially in extreme slow mo. Josh and I are on a similar plane of thinking about this. Keep yeah. going. And Chad's <laughs> Chad, Chad's back with uh, probably even better than places with jugs of liquid. A paint store would get colorful. He really That's, hates ooh. these cans. <laughs> yes. R.I.P. Carl. <laughs> yeah, it's true. What would Seth, you say? tell what us. Would you say, Seth? So, okay, so I'm with Josh Lewis on this, right? Liquid. So I'm saying let's shoot up a fucking aquarium. Oh, oh all this water coming, coming through the glass. Yeah, and you're free to fish. Plankton, plankton everywhere. Yes, yes. I want a whale to jump over me like free willy, and then I'm gonna blow my brains out in front of a family. <laughs> where the fuck <laughs> where the fuck Just is my in- zombie aquarium or zoo movie? 
Ooh. Where the fuck is that? Zombie and Coral, that's good. Zombie. We bought a zombie too. You can have your funny moments with your zombified chimps or penguins, and then at the end, you mm. got your emboss, your zombified whale yeah. shark, your zombified king of the jungle. Yes. I don't even want to see any zombie movies anymore, and I would go see the zombie know. movie. Yeah, we've what had too many to animal, animal zombies. zombies. Exactly. People don't do that. Does it happen a lot? I don't think it does. They do it in the video <laughs> games, and those are scary. They can chase yeah. you. Yeah. Give me There's, more zombified animals, damn it! I'm trying to think of I zombified think animals in movies. <laughs> what well, are not what really? I got. I've right. seen a million zombie movies, but I don't. Oh, look, I can't. Gave away a million dollar idea, John. Hold on, let's end this, and we're gonna write a screenplay on this. Zoom call. <laughs> <laughs> we're just think down. about it, man. <laughs> zombie clams, zombie I'm clams. Thinking, <laughs> I'm thinking Michael Douglas and zombie clams. Oh, <laughs> let's well, get that. Train to Busan guy to direct it. He would he would kill a zombie animal movie. The Train to yes. Busan guy. I somehow I've never seen that one. Don't yell at really? me. Really? He would love it. Zombie fatigue must have gotten to me. Well, that's it's about a great enough time that we have today. But before we go, Seth, I want you to tell us where you can be found on social media. Yo, you can find me at official DMX. Uh, that's not true. <laughs> Seth Pomeroy on Twitter, Instagram, all that bullshit. Hell yeah. We out here. We hashtag and we talk and we tweet. Yeah, where can you find us on social media? It's pretty easy. You just head on over to Twitter and uh, type at Food Court Cast into the little window, and it'll find us. Uh, over on Instagram, it's Food Court Movie Podcast. Uh, we're on all the all the podcast apps. If you would head over and give us five to ten stars and write a review, no, no one ever writes reviews. We want someone to write a really nice review, like, "Hey, we like Seth. He's." We like him, um, you yeah. know, despite despite all of his, uh, you know, problems and sure, his, and his brain sickness. We he's, like him. His bed is well made. Come on. He's, yeah, it's not all Come cluttered on. like Sean. I take it back. This is what they were writing, not me. <laughs> you can also find us uh, if you're not watching on twitch.tv slash food court movie podcast. And oh, yes. next week we will have. Carter Glasscock, who's bringing the heat with the John Frankenheimer classic Seconds, which can be sound, uh, which can be found on uh, Amazon Prime, I believe. Uh, Oh, sweet! Seconds, S E C O N D S. In case my bizarre accent is obscuring it, but until then, uh, for Seth Palmer and Sean Parrott, I'm John Burr. Bon appetit.